just things for me. Hello, podcast legends. This is the Off Road Performance Coach Podcast. My name is Ben Greenwood. This is the podcast where we share with you how we do things at Race Ready Off-Road Coaching. So if you want to be a beast on and off the dirt bike, you've certainly come to the right place. Today, we're going to talk about suspension. So this kind of comes off the back of, um, you might have seen a story I posted on my Instagram about Eli getting arm pump because his shock setting was off. So I'm going to do, might do another episode next week on that particular topic around arm pump and how things like that can throw you off. But I thought this would be a good one to precede that because I feel like this is a massive area of low-hanging fruit for the average rider out there. So I'm definitely not an expert by any means in suspension and I'm obviously not the fastest rider in the world. That being said, I have learned a lot about suspension relative to what I used to know back when I was racing full-time. Like everything, I feel like it's kind of pretty simple if you put in a little bit of work with it. It's like your training, it's like your nutrition. You put in a little bit of time to learn some stuff and practice it, and it's pretty easy to pick it up and know what you need to do. So I thought I would share some of those learnings that I've learned in the last five or so years mostly from working with Stell from On Point. He's taught me a ton. But really that kind of came about just because of my whole mindset shift. Shifted when I became a coach. And like honestly, like at the very beginning, like just learning how to actually coach someone to do a push-up. Now push-up might seem very basic to all of you and pretty it probably is. Like a push-up is a very basic, but when someone can't do one or they can't do it very well at high quality, there's actually a little bit going on in a push-up. So you need to be able to break it down into a few areas to help someone move forward. So honestly, like once I started coaching people and figuring out how to break simple things down into simple cues so they could learn it and improve it, that's when I thought, well, I've never done this with my riding technique. I've never done this with setting up my suspension. Why? Like, it's no different. I can learn all this stuff and that can help me on my bike. So, yeah, like the last five years or so, I've learned a ton about suspension. So, I thought I would share with you because, honestly, I was that guy. Like, when I was racing, I was that guy that would leave my suspension basically the same every track. Now... That is a blessing and a curse <laughs> because I'm sure I could have found some gains or got the bike handling better. That being said, it was a blessing because I wasn't going down this rabbit hole of chasing my tail and always changing everything. I was lucky enough to have, so back then, Charlie Costanzo, shout out to Charlie, probably not listening, but... He was doing my suspension mostly back then. So he was really good at tuning the suspension. So he basically got my suspension revalved for me at the start of each season. And I just rode the thing. 
only thing I changed was when I went to Hatter. I didn't do any testing for Hatter. Didn't ride in the sand. The first the first few years I raced Hatter, I never rode in the sand because we don't really have sand close to where I live. The last few years, I definitely made an effort to go ride in sand. But the first few times I went to Hatter, zero testing, just went to Hatter, went in two clicks on the comp, two clicks on the rebound, dropped the forks through, set my sag, bang, got two top 10 outrights. So my point there is, probably could have got it better if I actually went and tested, but I wasn't neurotic with it to the point that I was like fucking chasing, like changing, changing sag all the time, going five clicks in here, five clicks out there and chasing my tail. I was like, okay, I know this works. Just make a minor adjustment. I'm good to go. So I feel like somewhere in the middle now that I've learned a lot more about it, somewhere in the middle of those two things of like being able to adjust it slightly for the conditions, but not going too far down the rabbit hole that you're always changing shit all of the time. And if it is a little bit off, it throws you off and you can't ride at your full potential. So we want to find that window in the middle. So it's something like, honestly, I notice from my clients who I work with, the like the dudes at the highest level that are getting results, they know how to set up a dirt bike. So... Some of my clients who perhaps are a little bit younger and coming up and they're like on that cusp, that's what that's a big area they need to work on because they don't actually know what they want. They don't actually know how to communicate what they want to their suspension guy, so it's very hard for them to get the bike to be handling perfectly. So that is a learning process. Like We've all got to go through that process of learning what we actually want. What do we want the bike to feel like? How do we communicate that to our suspension guy? So they know how to set up a bike, the best riders, but they also know how to get it done when it's a little bit off. So on race day, once we get to race day, like you've got your tunable window, you're not pulling a shock out and revalving it on race day. Like you've got a tunable window of two to three clicks here and there, a few mil of sag or chassis balance, and that is it. If you can't get the bike where you need it to be, then you just got to deal with it. You got to ride the bike and you take note. And then that's something you change next week or next time you go testing. You can't change it on race day. So you you can't let little things like that throw you off that are out of your control because that's your job to do before the race. It's your job to test in the lead up to the race. So you know what your tunable window is. You can go two, three clicks either side of that get your chassis balance right, bang, you're on point. If it's anything more than that, you're not changing it on race day. So it's knowing how, knowing what you want, knowing how to get the bike there, but then also not being a psychopath with it to the point that if it's a little bit off, it's like, fuck, I can't ride today. I'm just going to do an Eli and drop back to 10th place. So we need to be able to get it done. And that's like, honestly, I feel like that comes down to the, to the rider accepting responsibilities like you can't like you see these guys all the time not all the time but you see it like quite often dudes on the podium at supercross or pro motocross or maybe they didn't get on the podium whatever it is and they blame the bike oh, i just didn't feel it today didn't feel it didn't have that feeling suspension wasn't right so that's 
not your team's fault. That's not your dad's fault. It's not your suspension guy's fault. That's your fucking fault. That's the rider's fault because it's it's the rider's job to get the bike where it needs to be. So especially like at our level, like 99% of you listening to this podcast are like me. Like you don't have a factory team following you around everywhere. You're not revalving shocks every weekend. You're not revalving a shock at the race or a revalving a fork at the race. Like you're going to get your setting and then you've got your tunable window and you it's your job to get it, to know what they are and how to get it there on race day, depending on the conditions. So I thought I would share these, like there's four or five things here that um, I guess that I've wrote down that are my key learnings in the last five years that you could potentially get some value out of. So number one is obviously just base level. You've got to have a personalized setting. Some bikes might come pretty close to the mark from the factory, but most of them you're going to need to just at least get the suspend, get it revalved. So that is going to depend on your riding style and whether you're riding motocross, you're riding off-road, you're riding desert, like all of those things, your suspension guy is going to take that into account. How aggressive are you? Are you the kind of rider that like charges into shit and you need that suspension to hold up or are you a little bit more of a smoother, less aggressive rider that picks his lines and rides around stuff and you want more of a supple feel? So that comes down to, again, like, communication with your suspension dude and working with someone that understands you as a rider not just going okay you're an expert so you get the same setting as barry got last week because he's an expert like you must have the same setting right that's not really how suspension works it's a very personalized feeling so you've got to get a setting that's personalized to you so obviously a big part of that is knowing what you like so personally, my setting, I want it to be, I would consider my setting to be a firm, firmer off-road setting because I do like to ride some motocross. I like to go to Chesney Vale. I like to go and ride like at Mildura and do some desert stuff where you want it to be a little bit firmer and hold up in deep sand. So I would say my setting is on the firmer side of an off-road setting, but what I want it to do I want it to be soft enough that it soaks up small chop. I want it to be firm enough that it holds up in the mid valve and it doesn't blow through when you hit either a jump or a big G out or a hard landing. Then I want it to turn. Like I want to have the confidence that that front wheel is going to bite when I want to turn off something, maybe square down or take a tighter line to get out of a um, some roughness on the outside of a turn. So they're like the three main things that I want my bike. That's the feeling that I want to get. So again, you might be different. You might want yours to be super soft and you don't care if it blows out a little bit on on harder landings or you might be the opposite. So you got to know what you want and you got to know how to communicate that to your suspension dude. Then once you get that, you go and you pay your money, you get your suspension guy to do your suspension, whatever that looks like it's going to be different depending on what what bike you buy then it's understanding this is a massive one which honestly i only learnt this in the last five years i didn't really know why you would change the sag like 
like I said, when I raced Hatter, like I got told to change the sag. Like you need to let the back drop down. They didn't tell me why. I didn't know why or like what's that doing to the actual bike? Why do I need to change that? Um, so just understanding chassis balance, like a couple of millimeters here and there, even just dropping your forks through or or pushing them back up can make a massive difference to how the bike feels. The same on the shock. So the preload on the shock, on the shock spring and the sag can make a massive difference. Like one turn of preload on the shock spring and just changing that sag like a millimeter can make a massive difference to how the bike feels, how the bike turns. So it's understanding that, having a little bit of awareness around what chassis balance means and which end of that sort of sliding scale you go to depending on the track. So obviously, if you go somewhere like Hatter, it's sandy, deep rollers, high speed, like fast flowing turns, you can rake that bike out. You can let squat the sag, drop the forks through, rake it out. You've got stability. You don't need the bike to turn that tightly. You're steering more with the rear wheel in the sand. Opposite of that might be like a hard packed off-road track where it's tight, twisty. You really need to get that front end to bite. So you're going the opposite way. You might pull the forks up higher, go the other way with the sag. My point is there's a massive window of adjustment there. Like just even how the dirt is when you get to a track, if it's dry, if it's wet, if it's skatey, you can change how the front end of your bike feels by manipulating that chassis balance like one to two millimeters. So that would be number one is understanding chassis balance because you, again, like you can get your bike revalved, you can get your suspension revalved and have like this perfect setting inside your suspension. But if your chassis balance is off, you like you're screwed. It's not going to perform how it's meant to perform. It won't turn how it's meant to turn. So that would be number one would be chassis balance. Understanding what does it do when you drop your forks through? What does it do when you change your sag one mil less or one mil more? So this like a big part of all this process is actually going to do some testing. Like hopefully you've got a suspension guy that like even if you have to pay him whatever that looks like, you can go and spend a couple of hours on a track with your suspension dude and play with it. That's like that's how I learnt most of this stuff. Like obviously through Stell telling me, but also feeling it's like, okay, we'll do this. We'll go three mil more on the sag. What does that feel like? We'll change, go two clicks of rebound. What does that feel like? Does it feel better? Does it feel worse? What does it feel like when we do this? What does it feel like when we do that? So I feel like so many people are like almost afraid to touch anything because they don't know. But honestly, like that's the best way to learn. Um, Like Stephen Jones, shout out to Jonesy Tuntech. He's he taught me a lot about suspension too. Like that was one of his things he taught. He said to me was just go like, if you're not sure, just go six clicks the other way. Go six clicks in on the comp. It's on, There's only two ways it can go. It can either feel better or it's going to feel worse. If it feels better, then that's going to give you an idea of which direction you need to go. If it feels worse, go six clicks the other way because six clicks is enough to like really feel a difference. One or two clicks, like... 
you got to really know what you're looking for and know what you're feeling when you're going like one, two clicks at a time. So just try playing with it. What happens when you go five clicks the other way? As long as you know where your base setting is, you can always just come back to it and you can try going firmer. You can try going softer. You can try going more rebound, less rebound. And what does it actually do to the bike? That's going to give you an understanding of what you need to do in certain conditions. So chassis balance, kind of just, we kind of got into that next topic, which is the clickers. So like I just said, you got to understand, you got to know what your clickers do. So exactly like I just said, um, play with them. As long as you've got it written down, what your base setting is, then it's totally fine to change it. Change it, see what it does. You need to understand what more compression on your fork does, vice versa on the shock. What does it do when I change the compression on the shock? What does it do when I change the rebound? How does that affect the front of the bike? All of these things you can manipulate. So again, it's understanding. Don't be afraid to test. Like on, you don't, obviously you don't, this is away from race day. We're talking about going to a track, spending a day, not getting the stopwatch out. We're just working on testing and getting a feeling for what things do. So then when you get to race day, you've got your tunable window, which will, which is the next point. It's, it's knowing what your tunable windows is. So Stell at on point, when he does my suspension for me, gives me a folder. It's got my four base settings in it. So there's one for motocross, there's a base off-road setting, which is a little bit more on the softer side. Say it might be a slower technical off-road track, rocks, tree roots. And then there's a hard pack setting and a sand setting. So they're just four windows. And each one of those is probably only like two or three clicks away from each other and a few mil of chassis balance away from each other. But it gives you a window, a tunable window. So you when you go to a motocross track, okay, this is my base setting. That's where I start. When I go to a sand track, this is my base setting. That's where I start. Either side of that, you've got a tunable window of probably two or three clicks, maybe four clicks, and a few mil of chassis balance. That's your tunable window. If you can't get it there in that tunable window, then the settings probably something probably needs to be changed in the shock setting or the, in the in the valving or your spring rate or whatever that looks like. My point there is you want to know what your tunable windows are for race day. Not again, we're not revalving shocks on race day. So you got to know what your tunable windows are. So you do that in testing. Once you're valving your spring rates and everything right, you're going to have three or four base settings. So you know when you go to this particular track, okay, it's sandy. It's got a deep loam base. It gets rough. It gets deep rollers. Okay, we're going to go towards this sand setting. Or you go to a hard pack track. Again, you've got your base setting. So you know in hard pack conditions, this works pretty well. My sag needs to be here. My fork height needs to be here. My clickers need to be here. Then you go, you do your practice lap, and then you've got your tunable windows. Like, oh, it feels like it's just kicking a little bit in the rear, so I'll just, I'll slow that rebound down one or two clicks and you've got this tunable window that you can find really easily. You're not going like 
you shouldn't need to go like massive amounts. You don't need to change when you've got your base windows, when you've got your base settings and you've got your tunable window for each of those settings, you don't need to change a lot. You need to go like one, two clicks here, there, and maybe a few mil of chassis balance. You should be able to get the bike where you need it to be. If you can't, then you obviously haven't done the testing that's allowed you to get it there. But again, we can't change that on race day, so don't fucking worry about it. Don't worry about it. You just write that down, chalk it up, put it on the list, and you work on it next week because you can't change it on race day. You just got to get it where you need it to be and race your race. So they are the biggest things. Like it's knowing what your setting is. Do you know what you want? Can you communicate that to your suspension dude? Chassis balance, massive. So you need to understand how to change the balance of your bike. Whether, again, it's going to be a little bit personal. Do you like to have to get forward to get that front end to bite? Or do you sit more a little bit back and steer with the rear wheel? Personal things. Clickers, you need to know what they do. You need to understand what happens to the bike. How is it going to change the bike when I go a couple of clicks here, or a couple of clicks there, rebound, compression, etc.? And then it's just, yeah, knowing your tunable windows. So it's having your windows so you know where to start when you go to a particular track. You can go three clicks, two clicks here, a couple mil of chassis balance if you need to, and bang, you've got it. You've got that feeling you're looking for. So they would be my biggest tips. It's a, like honestly low-hanging fruit for most people. Most people, like I said back at the start, I think they don't have the confidence to change their suspension because they don't know what it does, so they just leave it. So there's probably a massive amount of low-hanging fruit there for most people because like, the more confident we can feel in our bike, the grip we have between our tires and the dirt, the ability to charge into things, the ability to know that it's not going to kick when we hit a tree root, when we hit a square edge, can we just charge through it? That's where you want to be. You want to be so confident in your bike that you can just charge through anything because if, you, if you're if you in a place where you're having where you're hesitating, it's like, fuck, there's a tree root, I've got to slow down. Or, or here comes a big jump or a G out, I've got to slow down because my bike's going to bottom out and blow through. That's not where you want to be. That's going to cause hesitation. It's going to cause fear. It's going to cause you to not ride anywhere near your full potential. The flip side of that is like having it supple enough that it doesn't beat you up in a three-hour race. So you've got to be able to obviously have a bike that doesn't blow through and can handle big hits, but not to the point that it's like you could race supercross on it and then like an hour into a three-hour race, you it's working you really hard and wearing you down. So it's finding that balance. But that's what we're chasing is that feeling of confidence. So again, you don't want to be so attached or I guess what it's what we're looking to do is that feeling is coming from the testing that you do away from the race. So when you get to the race, you are so confident that you can get the bike where you need it to be with just a couple of clicks here, a couple of clicks there, that even if it 
even if it is off, you don't even it doesn't even raise an eyebrow because you're just like, I am I've done the testing, I know this bike works in all conditions, I know I've got my settings for all conditions. So it's not like you get to a race and it's like, oh fuck, the bike's not working today. I'm just gonna ride it in and get a shit result. You are so confident that the bike handles, you are so confident that if it's a tiny bit off, you know exactly what to do to get it where you need it to be. So that's what we're looking for is that confidence on race day because that's what it, that's what causes arm pump. That's what allows us or that's what stops us from getting our best results. If we're th- thinking about it, if we're thinking, or oh, I don't know, I don't think it's, uh, it's not handling right or oh, I don't want to hit that square edge or fuck, I don't want to hit that big G out, then like that's not confidence. That's not riding at our true potential. So... That's what we're looking to do with understanding this and having an understanding. And honestly, it's like developing your own philosophy because what you want, what Barry, the expert wants, what's what Billy, the pro wants, it's all different and not, it's not right or wrong. It's what you feel most confident with. So you got to obviously learn the basics and then develop your own philosophy it's kind of like riding technique in all honesty and even nutrition like people have different beliefs different philosophies at the end of the day if it works for you and it gives you the confidence to dominate on race day then it works if it doesn't if you're second guessing yourself or you're lacking confidence then just need to fix it pretty simple so like I say, it's developing your own philosophy that gives you the confidence. So to do that, you're going to have to go and learn. You're going to have to invest some money with someone that can teach you that, that can obviously get the suspension done for you and is willing to go and test with you because a lot of these guys won't go and test, especially if you're not like a pro. If you're like got a number one plate on your bike, yeah, they'll they'll go test with you. But a lot of these guys just send you a setting give you some clickers settings and then that's it, you're done. Which that's like 50% of the process. The I'd say probably less, honestly, like less than 50%. The other 60% comes from actually getting the bike where it needs to be by testing and adjusting the chassis balance, adjusting clickers to what you want, to what feels good for you because it's your feeling that you're chasing. So yeah, that would be it. Hopefully there was some value in there for you guys, potentially. But I can certainly say it is definitely an area that is worth investing a little bit of um, time, a little bit of energy into, for sure, because uh, it pays pays big de- dividends. So there will be a Q&A podcast next week. We're into February already, so they're ticking by. Next month, uh, sorry, next week will be second month, February Q&A. So I'll drop my email address in the show notes. If you've got any questions for that Q&A episode, you can flick us an email. Um, otherwise, we will see you next week. Got a Q&A episode next week and we will do a little episode on arm pump next week as well. Otherwise, hope you all get to shred this weekend. Have a good weekend. Thank you for the support. Appreciate you. See you on the next episode.